Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we kick off our sixth season of the show, season six, episode one, titled The Red Woman, written by D&D, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, directed by Jeremy Podeswa. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And man, season six is a, is a special one. You know, mm-hmm. we're in this new, we're in this new territory. We're post books pre fall off. You know what I'm saying? This is, yeah. uh, this is, uh, this is the good shit. This is the uh-huh. good shit where it was like, oh, maybe they'll be just fine. You know, maybe they'll be just fine. Um, we're, still, we're still riding high. Oh know? yeah. Um, and and this this is a a pretty pretty well executed premiere in my it book. Is. This one we're checking in at every place that we should. You know, we're starting off right where you should start off. Um, where everyone wants to, you know, right. You know, if you're, you're like, you the show. Curious. Yeah. You wanted to know. Yeah, Let's if you're binging yeah. the show, he's fucking know. dead. You know, exactly. like uh... And then, and then every other place you check in with, it's just, oh my god, it's everything you want. Um, and it's a good premiere. It's a good premiere for that. It's just the little check-ins, you know, mm-hmm. tying up the very, very little bit of, you know, open-endedness of last season. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, is John dead? Yes. Sansa and Theon, are they going to make it out of it? Yes. You know, like that, that sort of stuff, you know, and I I appreciated all of that. Um, And there are a few just brief check-ins, you know, Marine, Bravos, Daenerys and the Dothraki Sea. You know, there's not a lot going on. The water gardens, you just get like one or two scenes everywhere. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's just about it. But uh, man, it's a fun premiere to be sure. And Jeremy Podeswa has directed a few of our favorite episodes of this so far. That might be a familiar name as he's, Directed a few of the better looking ones in season five. He did Kill the Boy mm. and Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken season five, episode five and episode six. And he does the first two of this, does the first two of this season, the premiere of season seven and the finale of season mm. seven. So okay. pretty, uh, pretty prominent Thrones name, Jeremy Podeswa. But, uh, yeah, if you are prepared, we can take this location by location. Oh, yeah. We're starting where we should. Check well, actually, we're going to finish there. That'll be the last place we go because that's where the episode oh. ends. <laughs> uh, Would you look at that? We'll that's save it. True. We'll it save a little, it. Little sandwich. A little, of, bu- little bookends yeah, guess, there. For this I guess episode. a little more happens later on than at the beginning. So that's yeah, fair yeah. enough. But we will begin in the north anyhow. 
wherein Ramsey and Maester Wolken attended the dead body of Miranda. Mm. And Ramsey remembers the first time he met her, stating that while other people were afraid of him, including the Maester, she wasn't. And Wolken asks if she if they should bury her or construct a funeral pyre. And Ramsey's like, bury, burn her. Stupid ass, this is good meat. Feed it to the hounds. Dude. And before that as well, his his little words that he was speaking. Mm. Like, it was supposed to be like a romantic and grieving moment. But what he was saying was, your pain is going to be paid for a thousand times over. I wish you could have been here to see it when I did it. To these yeah, people. that's what he's saying. So, oh no, yeah, he's like, you would have loved to see the absolute gruesomeness I am about to inflict on other humans. You know, and, like you would have loved it. You would have adored that. Shit. Oh my god! Uh, and now you're gone, so you can't see the countless lives I will torture in your name. I'm a, I'm about to cry. Oh my god! And then the and then the dude interrupts him. You know, I thought I thought I thought Ramsey was about to like do something his ass. Yeah, be like, you don't fuck, you know, let me have my time. But then then he's like, no, it's okay. Feed her to the dogs. And I'm like, oh, okay. Feed it to the hounds. Oh, wow. Feed it to the, this is good meat. It, all of a sudden, after he's done eulogizing her, yeah, this is good meat. Feed it to the hounds. Uh, is he like, because, you know, he does act a little bit when he tortures people. Maybe this is just him practicing. Um, no, I mean, I think there's a there's a great deal of Ramsey that did once care for Miranda in a meaningful capacity. You know, she's uh, she and as meaningful as he is capable yeah. of. You know, she's yeah. she was as fucked up as he was in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. he was like, man, not a lot of people got me the way that you did. Yeah, so in a perfect sucks. world, they just like have their own island, and like, do we just yeah. let them be? Or in a better world, they're both gone. Yeah, in a better world, they're both dead. So. Yeah, that would have been um, ideal, but you know, here we are. Um, we got the man. We got uh, the worst of the two gone so far, but very satisfying kill though. Um, and I thought it was kind of insane. We do just it, see her face, like they just show show it, like she hit yeah. the ground fucking hard, dude. And uh, yeah, that's that's what it would look like, I guess. You know, uh, roughly anyway, just yeah. abouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then we cut to Theon and Sansa having survived their fall from Winterfell's, Winterfell's Wall. And uh, they run through the Wolf's Wood, realizing that there are already men with hounds chasing them. And Theon tries to hide their scent by crossing a river, mm-hmm. uh, guiding a frightened Sansa. They attempt to hit the river, and Sansa is like, nope, not going to do that. Too cold. I'll die. And she's like, and Theon's like, yeah, yeah, you might. Uh, but I promise you, freezing to death will be better than what the hounds will do to you. Um Rough. Again, uh, building building up how bad it is to be eaten by the hounds for when it comes around at the end of the season, just so you know that, you know, as much as you would have liked her to torture him, it's a pretty bad death, it seems. If he's willing to freeze mm-hmm. to death before think, getting torn apart by hounds. I think it's worse to go by the hounds or a dire wolf. And I, I, think I gotta imagine hounds. Quicker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might be scarier, and you might, you know, might hurt more for the time being, but I think you go pretty quick against a direwolf. 
I feel like dire wolves also have a tendency to like go for the fucking throat too. True. Like whereas yeah. hounds are like they'll just pick you apart, which is pretty oh. fucked up. Uh dude, you know, I'm not as mad that that's how he goes. Um Yeah, that would suck. That'd be pretty that, fucking bad. That That'd would be pretty suck. fucking bad. Yeah. But uh yeah, they uh they make it across in the end and they hide by a fallen tree with Theon hugging Sansa to try and keep her warm. And hearing the dogs still after them, Theon tries to lead them away, telling Sansa to keep heading north for Castle Black. John's oh. the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, John's you know, we dead. Have, we have uh, no idea if, like, what the timeline is of any of this. You know, like, John could have died a month ago. Right, right. Like, uh, or, or in a in a month. You know, we don't fucking. You know, well, I guess Sansa didn't get there. But like, I think yeah, that's, that, that's just hilarious to think that like this is all happening in present time, like how we're seeing. Yeah, it. Yeah, like everything culminates yeah. at the exact same time all around uh-huh. the fucking world. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, like it is. It is funny to consider that maybe these stories aren't exactly happening at the same time, but they present them as such. But this feels uh, as if it is. Honestly. Oh, it definitely is. But uh, the odds of that highly <laughs> fiction. Uh, but. Uh, a group That's of Bolton men sent by Ramsay with the bastards girls uh, find them. And uh, Theon claims Sansa was hurt when they jumped and he left her to die. But the dogs quickly find her. And the leader mocks Theon over what Ramsay will do to him now. And prepares to bring them back to Winterfell. And just then, the hero we've been waiting for, Brienne and Patrick, yeah. arrive. Let's go. I Brienne let out gets auto- to do what she's oh. been wanting to do. For the whole fucking show, man. It's been since season fucking two. Dude, do you realize how long it's been that she's just been fucking dawdling, waiting for a chance to do this for somebody? You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, she's like, I just want to protect the Stark girls. That's all I fucking want, man. That's all I want to do. You know? She doesn't want anything more. Nothing more. That's all she wants to do in life. She made a vow. That's it. She's amazing. She comes in. The first thing you hear, I'm I'm like, I'm fucking fist pumping watching the episode. The first thing someone lets out is like, it's a woman. Yeah. And then just it's <laughs> cut in half. Like, I mean, just sliced. I, oh, my God. Like coming in, just going to town. You know, Padraig, a little rusty. Getting better, getting, though. Getting, getting his experience better. in, you know. That nice, you know, dagger kill, falling off the horse, and then, you know, finishing yeah, him got off. a little lucky there, but... Luckily, hey. Theon, or, you know, Reek, hey, Theon right now. Theon uh, now, his, yeah. Theon bag. Saves, you know, Podrick here. Uh, clutch, you know, that, that Theon was there. Uh, but, man, Brienne just absolutely... Went to town kneels. here, and I was when she kneels before her and lifts the sword. I, this made me cry. This yes. part, I, I yes. again, yes. just one of those things that watching it this way gives you all the more connection to each of these characters and their motivations. And for her to yes. finally achieve what she's been wanting to, and when Sansa is final, you know she is finally safe. You know, like this is yeah. the first time she's been safe. Since season one, episode two. Yeah. You know what? Little, little finger, but like not really at no, all. No, still, still on the fucking line, you know? Uh, Lysa yeah, tried no. to kill her like twice. Yeah. No, Brienne, she's getting the character 
not for this episode. I love that. It was such a feel-good moment. I cried as well. It was just, you know, the little stumbling. She doesn't know the words uh, to, you know, for this. But but it, it, it like, you know, calls back to whenever Kat was doing this. Yeah. Um, And, you know, whenever we got to that episode – um, I think I asked, I'm like, is that, is that like a normal thing? Or did Kat just make that up? Is that like, is that just what Kat would say, you know, no, to Brienne? Yeah. But it's, it's like, yeah, that's, those are the words. So like it, that is, I don't know, it was, it was really cool. This was, was actually a shocking first character nod for Brienne of Ooh, Tarth. I didn't think it was her first. Wow. I thought we would have given her one somewhere. But hell yeah, probably she's gotten a performances. Performance. She's That's gotten performance. Is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she is not. Yeah, she's got. Oh, she's only gotten one performance too. Are we sure she's never gotten a character? Am I tripping Let's here? See. According Brienne. to the Notebook, this is a this is a one timer thing. Brienne of Tarth. Uh, yeah, no, she got one in season last season from you. Hmm. Um, All right. Does that mess up the count? It does, but that's fine. We'll figure it out another. We'll figure it out at a later date. That's Brienne of Tarth with her second character nod of all time. Love that for her. Um, mm. Trying to think. Maybe I'm just like. Maybe I already have. No, I don't know. Fuck it. Um, regardless, yeah, she's deserving, man. This is a good one for her, and uh, I'm very, very happy because. Mm. We get Sansa finally safe. We get Brienne doing yeah. what she's always wanted. Oh. It's just nice to see it all come yeah. together like this. And like the first meeting that Brienne and Sansa had, it was you know she was with Littlefinger. She was getting cocky. She thought she was doing good, making plays herself, all that. She turns her down. You know, it's like uh, you know it's it, she might take Brienne up on her offer, but like probably not. This one, it's like so clearly, obviously, she is going to take the protection yep. of Brienne. She's now. like, you know what. I wish like, I did this when we were at the oh crossroads. Oh my god! Yeah, I, she's like, I feel dumb, but you could not have come at a better time. Yep. And absolutely yes. Oh no, it was. I loved loved that scene. It was almost almost the scene for the episode. very close to the scene for me as well. But uh, there's just one scene in this for me that uh, it's always stuck with me. So I ended up having to mm-hmm. ended up having to go with it, but. Anywho, uh, where they go next, a bit uncertain. You know, they're just going to go wherever the, the tides may take them. But uh, mm-hmm. meanwhile, Roos Bolton meets with Ramsey and asks if, uh, you know, how you feeling? Feel like a winner? Little bitch? You like that? You like everything that's happening right now? You just beat yeah. Stannis Baratheon when he had like 50 men and they didn't ride horses here and they were starving and like, do you do you feel good about that? Do you feel like you've done something cool? Yeah, he does kind of tell him he's like, I rebelled against the crown to take the north here, son. I don't know if you understand what I'm doing here. And it makes you realize the the in King's Landing, they're not talking about Roos Bolton at all. Not even like, a little bit. There's, it is the least of their concerns what Roos Bolton is up to. Yeah. I guess like Kevin currently at the small yeah, Kevin might give a shit could be talking about it I don't know um but the showrunners I guess think it's it's either the showrunners thinking it's too boring to even include or it's just 
not a problem whatsoever. Um, King's Landing's got bigger fish to fry right now. You know, the, the fucking yeah. light of the, the sparrows are taken over and, you know, yeah. Kevin's basically a fucking sitting duck. He's not doing shit. You know, uh, the, yeah, the no. queen mother is locked up. The queen is locked up. Like yeah. they got, they, they, they don't give a fuck. Like as long as the North is not actively pursuing war with the crown, they do not give a shit what the North does. Yeah. And last time that happened, it was when Rob Stark tried to go and attack the crown and Rob Stark didn't even make it close to King's Landing. So yeah. they're chilling, you know, they're like, well, even a united as, you know, united cause as Rob Stark had, I don't think Bruce Bolton is going to unite the North strong enough to even no. become a threat. But no. anyway. But yeah, that is a good point. I hadn't considered that. I'd been focusing on how he was just, you know, battering Ramsey's confidence. Yeah. Um, but I think someone in King's Landing could humble Roos here a little bit. Oh, true, uh, true. But yeah. But uh, yeah, Ramsey's like, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get Sansa back. It's no worry, you know. Yeah, sure, we did some shit and it led to Sansa escaping. Sure. Fine, but uh, yeah, we'll get her back. It's fine. I already got my best men looking for her. And Roos continues that uh, they need her to rally the North against the Lannisters, and if need be, and if need be, warns uh, Ramsay that if he fails to recapture her, his unborn brother will become his heir instead. And Oops. sorry, Roos, you got to know who you're dealing with, buddy. Moment you say that, this man plotted to murder you or the baby. Um, both. You know, Both. uh, yeah, all so, of it. Yeah, that was, uh, shouldn't have legitimized the man, you know, that was mistake number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one just incredibly short sighted decision on, uh, on his part, if mm -hmm. I have to say so myself. Um, yeah, I don't know how you deal with a kid like that, you know, um, usually you disown children like that or send them to like, a military camp or something, I don't know, but Roos did the opposite and took him in as a legitimate son. So, that's kind of nuts. He was like, I um, see how fucked up you are. You just like me for real. Love that. You, uh, you must be a Bolton. Like, you do. You, I mean, you are my son. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. But yeah, that uh, that concluded the story in the North there. And it'll mm -hmm. take us to Bravos, where we get a nice brief scene where Arya is blind and begging in the streets for money. Uh, not having a good go of it, Arya, here. And uh, no. she is approached by the waif, who has uh, two fighting sticks, trying to toss her one, which Arya cannot seem to find so easily. And then, you know, she just picks one up. You know, she's blind. I can't fight. And the waif's like, well, that's not my problem. Starts beating Damn. the shit out of her with a stick. Um, yeah. and Arya tries to defend herself, but fails miserably. And the way finally stops and says, we'll meet again tomorrow. Damn. Um, no, you know, we do keep track of the kill list, everything like that. Jando Slint was the obvious last real addition. I'd say the waif was added to the list this very day, this yeah. very second. Um, like this, that was just pure. I mean, God damn. That, I mean, that was defenseless. It's pretty brutal. Like, man. Seeing 
seeing Val. Hoisting herself by her own petard, though. Training her to do the very thing that will be necessary to kill the wave. Um, fighting in the dark when she can't see. Uh, no, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. That's really oh, awesome. It's a, good, it's a dope ass scene. Yeah. Oh, that's the candle really sitting awesome. to the right and she like cuts it and it burns out when yes, the wave falls yes, yes, her yes. into a room. Oh, I remember yeah. the candle. So Aria okay. is being trained to fight without seeing. You, you dumbass. Why would you do that if you thought like. They know everything. They know every step of the fucking plan, dude. Get this bitch angry enough to kill this motherfucker and it's gonna happen in the dark she's training for every single situation that she's ever gonna be in the, mm. I don't know the, there's the eyes the punishment you know it's like she knew they knew how she killed Jano Slint I think that's that's why she's blind right now it's like a punishment for that. I wonder oh, if... Oh, she killed uh, Marin Trant. Marin Trant. Jano Slint. Who's Jano, Jano Slint? Jano Slint got his head cut off by Jon Snow at the wall. <laughs> Marin Trant. Wow. They were both... Ki- oh, Marin Trant was Kingsguard, and he was the Lord Commander of the City Watch, Jano Slint. So they Marin both came from King's Landing and were both Trant. shitty as shit. Marin... Trant, that's right. Uh, I guess both just pieces of shit that I hate. So like, I don't really give much attention. Oh yeah, from to King's Landing, and you know, it's an easy, it's an easy leap to make there. But anyways, I think her her eye her blind punishment is from Marin Trant's death. Um. Oh yeah, and, and I think I think the the house in black and white, um, they got a little more going on than than meets the eye. Um, and I'm I'm paying attention to him. This rewatch here, um, it won't really matter. We know what she ultimately does, but I guess wasn't there an Arya spinoff of of her just going west of Westeros? It um, was always what they. Uh, it was speculated to be happening, but it was never actually like a thing. Uh, everyone immediately after the show ended wanted the "What's West of Westeros" spinoff thing. Um, which mm-hmm. I severely doubt we ever get, but yeah, probably not. you know maybe one day, mm. maybe one day everybody will come back. They'll be a little older, a little wiser, a little bit needing money. Yeah, typically I mean, it, what brings people back to the nostalgia bait. HBO needs a check. I mean, it's like they got anything. Game of Thrones. Oh, I mean, I guarantee you that's why they didn't kill off any of the fucking, like, actual big characters besides Daenerys. And even Daenerys, they're like... Might not be dead. Yeah, yeah like... they could they could <laughs> easily be like, yeah, actually, Drogon took her to the fucking Volantis and, or Valyria and revived her somehow. Yep. I see it. I see it fully happening. Yeah. Everybody is alive except Jaime and Cersei and, da- and Daenerys. And frankly, the fall of House Lannister is just like... It needed to happen by the end of this fucking show. So, like... Yeah. Wow. That is kind of nuts to think about. That everyone is just kind of... A lot of people died at the end of the show. And we lose a lot of tertiary characters. Uh, But Um, big main characters at the end of the show. I mean, yeah. They all just... They're all good. For the most part. 
for the most part. Uh, but anywho, we'll then head to Marine, wherein Varys and Tyrion mm. are seen walking through the city dressed as merchants, and Varys teases him a bit about how he walks like a rich man. You know, uh, we used to, I used to prey on people like you, steal from you and everything. You know, you can, you can act like a merchant, but you look, you look rich. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Mm-mm. And, uh, they eventually come upon a starving woman and her baby. And Tyrion offers a coin saying, the money is for the baby to eat. Eat, uh, baby. Eat. <laughs> can you imagine, like, someone coming up to you and, and, I guess, wasn't there, like, a, a rumor? I, I could have sworn there was that, that, like, dwarves eat babies. Or, yeah, like, that they are like baby that. eaters or something like that. I, I thought I remember hearing that, like, a while ago. Um, and this is, if so, that's kind of funny. Like, a cool call through on that for this woman to be like, oh, God, this is actually yeah, right. true. Um, he's trying to eat my baby. And then, yeah, Varys just happened to be like, I'm sorry. His Valyrian is so bad. So he wants bad. to give you this so your baby can eat. He's not paying you to yeah. for you to give him the baby to eat. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the the mom is like, "Oh. Oh." And then like, "Oh." And then like str- like gives him a good look as like, "Wow. Mm. Wow, what a that, that's that's a, a a nice change of pace going on." Right. Here. She's this- like, "I didn't see that coming. I thought for sure you wanted to eat my child, but mm. you know, it no. is what it is." Uh, <laughs> oh. no, I love I love this scene. This is what I ended up picking out of the out of the episode. Ooh, uh, it's a goodie. Just the the walk walk through Marine. Uh, ooh, I wonder. I bet that's an actual place where they're walking through. Oh, almost um, certainly. Yeah, I wonder wonder where that is. Too, feels uh, way too big to be a set. Yeah, that's. Oh, would you look at that? Tyrion and Varys' scenes in Marine were filmed in Castillo de. Pensacola in Spain. Uh, in order to film these scenes, portions of the castle were sectioned off from the public as guests were staying in hotels overlooking these sections as they were seen. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. I love that. But, uh, you know, they continue their walk through the city and Tyrion states that they need to find a the leader of the Sons of the Harpy in order to bring peace to Marine. And Varys explains that his spies have been sent all over the city and that they will soon bring him information. And their conversation is interrupted by a crowd of screaming people running from a huge cloud of smoke. And uh, I'd forgotten that Daenerys had built quite the fleet um, and that it got burnt down, which is why she can't go anywhere for another couple seasons or by the end of the season. I think she's oh heading my that God. way. But... That's right. Yeah. She could have just gone up and went right with, with Tyrion and... And uh, and Varys and all, wow, yeah. I want. Was that just the sons of the? Is it for sure the sons of the Harvey that did that? Yeah, I mean, like who else? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, like who else? I love that they pass. You know the the red priest talking about how, you know, you need to reclaim your power in the mm-hmm. name of Misa. You know, she might have flown off, but her strength resides within you now. You know, like that whole thing. That was mm-hmm. cool. You know the. I like the red priests having their own little thing going on all over every other part of the world. They've all got their own little agenda and everything. And I love that, you know, he's like, I've met a red priest before, you know, Thor Samir much drunker than that one. Yeah. Way cooler too. Uh, this dude just looks like an average dude. Uh, 
not gonna lie. Stu doesn't look like he has really cool stories. Um, right. He's okay. Uh, I, I wonder if all of them... Like, is, is the red woman the only one that's really old? Or did this dude have one of those necklaces on? I wasn't paying attention. Um, I wonder if that's just a red woman thing. Or if that's like a very common red right. priestess thing. Yeah, or did she have some sort of specific magic that she has access to that others don't? That'd be interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, I wonder if this dude is wearing a necklace or not. Here we are. We're in Marine. Where's that little gathering? There they are. No. Does not have a necklace on. All right. She's just red robe. Just red robing it up. Red robing it. it. Yeah, and you know, I also love that we get those shots of like someone very clearly watching Varys and Tyrion as they're watch they're walking through the city. You know, you get those shots yeah. from inside oh, somewhere. Man. Like I like I like that shit. I like that it's also never followed through on, like the little build up to some somebody's watching over the city with and you you know, again, you assume Sons of the Harpy, but like uh Yeah. Super interesting yeah. stuff. Oh. No, and then they're just, yeah, I don't know what they were going to do about the whole port burning down there, um, but Can't I, do much. I love, love me the good classic trope of uh, everyone running away, we got to run right toward, you know, run, run yeah, towards they the run action. into it, I'm like, fuck uh, yeah, they do. Just love you know? that, anytime I can, I can get that, um, and it's just Tyrion and, and Varys. Yeah, you and know, they're like, not going to fight anybody, yeah. but they're like, nope. Uh, gotta see yeah. what's happening we run the fucking city you know like this is yeah this is what we do uh it's on the ground government yeah. style uh but yeah yeah is that is that uh is that all marine yeah i guess it was yep, that's all a marine yeah then we, we'll head to the yeah yep straight straight on through but then we're heading to the dothraki sea where dario and jora are looking for daenerys and they come upon the remains of a ram charred by dragons, by dragon fire, Drogon specifically. And knowing they're on the right track, they note the numerous hoof prints in the proximity. And while Jorah realizes that Dothraki have been here, he finds the ring that Daenerys intentionally dropped on the ground. Yeah, I think my line comes from uh, Dario and Jorah talking here. Um, mm. And Dario just straight up just asks Jorah. Isn't it frustrating wanting someone who doesn't want you back? The dude who is currently fucking the, you know, Jorah's love of his life, just riding a horse right next to him, straight up asks, yo, dude. Ooh, isn't it tough that I'm fucking the woman you love? Isn't that frustrating a little bit? And Jorah, I think Jorah just goes, yeah, a little bit. Or something like, <laughs> I, I think he's just like, yeah. Um... Yes, but, on occasion uh, it is quite frustrating. I literally like I, I don't like I, if I was drinking something, I probably would have done a spit take, like right. uh, <laughs> if it, in this moment, if I I don't know if if I were hearing it for the first time. But no, I just I thought it was hilarious, so I uh, I just put it down as the line. Nothing else really stuck out to me um, this episode for for line. Um, ooh, ooh, yeah, I had one that for sure it. stuck out to me. You got a solid um, one. But we will one. get there. We will okay. get there. Uh, but we then cut to Daenerys 
you know, shown walking with her hands bound, and the two doth Racky take her uh, to call Morrow as a gift. And along the way, uh, you know, they're like, uh, look at this, look at this lady. Fuck's wrong with her? She can't understand a word we're saying. Look at her. She's a fucking idiot. Wow, Ooh, she's dumb. Another trope, man. Ooh, another trope of someone understanding completely without them knowing. Yeah, Ooh, love that. Love, love that. Love me one of those. And you, you see Daenerys like reacting a little bit to like, yeah. she's like, cause they're like, oh. I wonder, I want, they're basically like, I wonder if the carpet matches the drapes and shit like that, you know, like, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they say some vulgar shit and Daenerys is like, oh, okay. I'm back. I'm back with the Dothraki. Yeah. You know, Been I'm, a while, but, it, uh, uh, back okay. like I never left, huh? Yep. Gotta, gotta remember the culture change here. This yeah, is not marine. Yep, this is not marine. Uh, things go a little bit differently here. Um, and uh, yeah, even in the, I don't know this call. Um, Moro. See, is that like just has five wives, four wives, or whatever? Yeah. Um, just dudes. Yeah. I was it like normal for a call to do that? I, or like is I don't know. I felt like uh it appears he has two wives. Um oh. Okay. And then a couple more and then each of the wives has a servant with them. Um That's what it was. I thought like I thought they were referring to all of them as uh as his wives, but okay. I didn't know that there was just two of them. Uh, okay, that makes yeah. No, that's uh That's but, yeah, it's the the actor here looked extremely familiar to me as well, but uh I don't know where I might have seen him, but the call, regardless. yeah, call Moro. Not sure, but regardless, um, yeah, he's been given, he's been given Daenerys as a gift. You know, he's like, yeah, plan on sexually assaulting you at some point this evening, so you know, get ready for that. And then she starts speaking Dothraki, and everyone's like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> you know, I love the little exchange where he's like, uh. Seeing a, a beautiful woman naked for the first time is the best thing in life. And then, you know, what's better than that? And then, like, the other two, the blood riders start uh, answering. Well, actually, yeah, taming a wild horse for the first time. That's awesome. He's like, oh, my just God. Yeah, that's leaving awesome. a city and taking its people slave. Oh, that's God. Nice. He's God like, all right. Up. Seeing a beautiful woman naked for the first time is amongst the best five things in life. You He's know, like, like, all right, guys, we get it. Okay, under we we understand. Not I was just trying to prove a point here. Um, yeah, no, that was that was funny. The call, you know, like everyone was afraid of Call Drogo. Even saying yeah. anything that would oppose Call Drogo, oh shit! Like you might get your head chopped off. Uh, right. But this guy, I don't know. It feels like feels oh, like you know, he did. Are, you know, you could perceive it as like they're kind of like Drax's people. Like they're incredibly literal. They're like uh, uh Okay. He goes, because what is better than seeing a beautiful woman naked for the first time? So know? he's at, he, they're thinking they're actually asking him. He's like, they're like, I don't know, maybe this, maybe this. And he's like, all right, guys, fucking, it's among the best five things in life. Uh, Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, you're making but, me uh, look like a, like a fool. <laughs> and um, then she, she announces herself, you know, she's called Drogo's widow. And the call unbinds her immediately and is like, you will not be harmed by anyone in my camp. Uh, and Daenerys is like, cool. All right. I need to get back to Marine and, uh, I can give you a ton of fucking horses in return. Uh, yeah. that'd be, that'd be really cool. And Moro's like, 
Moral's wife is like, oh, no, no, it is known. Um, you will it is return known back, dude. Love yep. the it is known returning. Yes. Uh, you are supposed to return to Vaiz Dothrak and join the Dosh Kaleen. It is known. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. Love it. And like one of the girls calling her like a witch, like, oh, it's. It's a witch. It is yeah, because no- she says, you know, when the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, uh, da, 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 or uh, I think it was like uh, the witch stuff was to be like Daenerys is seen as a witch, but then we have like the red woman who is like a I witch mean, when when she takes off that necklace, like that's that's like what a stereotypical witch looks like in my mind, you know? Yeah. Um, you get a but- big pointy hat on her. Oh, you're looking at a fucking witch right there. Yeah, it's wraps. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know, that was, this was a, a good, a good scene, and Daenerys just couldn't really do anything about it, you know, she was, I love how she was like, you know, I'm, I'm Daenerys, I'm, I'm title, 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 and they're like, what the fuck ever, she's like, oh, also, married Cal Drogo, and they're like, oh, fuck, they're like, oh, wait, yeah, Cal Drogo, he was the fucking guy, we're like, oh, oh, oh shit, okay, uh, you will not be touched, um, but sorry, you gotta go to this temple. With but you will of- still abide by our rules. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just forced to go straight to what is it, Vaistoth? Vaistothrak. Yeah. To join straight the to- Dosh Kaleen. Damn. Um, that's what Daenerys is up to right now. She'll get all of them though. She'll get all of them. They'll take a nice little trip across the pond eventually. Eventually, um, and uh, these blood riser, br- blood riders in this call, they'll uh, they'll burn in a fiery death, you know. Mm-hmm. So all is yeah. well. Yeah. But uh, we'll then head to one of the you know shittier scenes of the episode, and in the water gardens over in Dorne, wherein uh, mm-hmm. Alaria helps Duran get to his wheelchair as they both reminisce about Oberyn a bit, and with Duran stating how he uh, he envied his late brother for the adventurous life he led, the beautiful women he slept with. And her being like, and men. And he's like, yes, and men. You know, like, uh, it's just another little bit of that, like, you see, you see the people down in Dorne, they do it right. They're, they're accepting yeah. people, you know? Uh, he was like, man, Omer got to experience everything. That dude was, he's like, basically, that dude fucks. Like, he's, just, and summing it up, you know, he's like, Ober and fucked, man. Like, Ober and fucks. And he, d- he did. Um, what is he? Is he second place in character still? Only just recently yeah. taken over by Jon Snow. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Might have to do a little bit of a recount now that I know Brianna's too. So, uh, but Jon should still have one more because I think he should have eleven in my head. I think that's what makes sense. Uh, but regardless, um, yeah. Um, this doesn't go too well. This doesn't go no. too well. Uh, no, no. You know, while Oberyn, he, he he wouldn't have been a great ruler, and Duran wouldn't have been a great adventurer. So everything worked out the way it was supposed to. And Duran settles into his chair, and Maester, uh, the maester brings him a, uh, a message that Marcella has died. And yep. before Doran can react, Tyne stabs his, uh, his homie, Areo Hota, in the back, killing him. And Alaria stabs Duran in the chest. And as he lies on the floor, his guards do nothing, indicating that they have chosen the side of Alaria. 
And uh, as she twists her knife into Duran, Alaria angrily says, he remained passive despite the brutal deaths of both his sister and brother, and that the people of Dorne are with her now. And as he is gasping, Duran begs Alaria to spare Tristane, but she coldly scoffs at him, Ooh. and then Duran dies in a pool of his own blood. Could have been the line there. Uh, Dorne will never be run by weak men uh, yeah. you know, like you ever again, or what, whatever she says there. That was was pretty hard. But I, I don't know. I It was just kind of like, oh, man, really? Like, I didn't want Duran to die. Dude seemed pretty chill. Arguably, you know, the people are against him, obviously, here, you know. Um, so there is some, some point to all of this. Um, yeah, you know, it's just the... <sighs> well, what's even shittier is that, like, they don't even go to war. Yeah. No, that they, they join the, Daenerys's side when she comes across the sea. That's like Alaria's on her little council. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. So they're just like, mm, we'll just hang out now. Like, is that what does no, nothing happens until Daenerys comes over? I guess not. I guess they're just plotting. Wow. I can't remember, really. I don't think so. Because I know that at some point, Cersei captures Alaria and Tyene mm. and locks them in a cell and uses that poison that she used to kill Marcella on her daughter and has Alaria mm. watch her die. Mm. That's like her, that's that's the ending for Tyene and Alaria, right. as, assuming. I just can't remember when that happens. I think that's season seven. Oh, somewhere. wow. But, yeah. yeah, season seven. Yeah, Alaria kisses, Alaria kisses Yara moments before, before they are attacked by Euron? What? Wow, that, she gets, she meets with Yara and Euron. Yeah, 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 because that's the fight when Theon jumps overboard. Um, remember when Theon goes like bitches out when Euron has Yara at like oh, knife okay. point and he just mm. jumps over the side of the boat. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, she's in season eight. Um, Alaria, who, Alaria or Yara? Alaria. Um, imprisoned in King's Landing. Um. Hmm. Oh. Okay, no. It's the end of season seven when she does the whole um, kill her daughter in front of her, make her watch it, but she's just in prison alive. Uh, she's not dead. Yeah, but presumably she until the castle's brought down. Yeah, so she, uh, that's whenever, she just died off screen, I guess. Or could have died of starvation, may, I don't know. But in a cell. She died, she's not alive. Um, no, yeah. Definitely doesn't uh, make it out of this show. Did not um, make it out, but yeah. Um, pretty close, close to it. But wow, did not know she was that much, like actually that much more involved. Um, until the end of the show, I forgot yeah. about about her coming back. But okay, sorry, my dogs are sitting at the door. We have an entire house, and my dogs are scratching at the door to get into the sub basement right now because they hear me. Uh, they hear me down here. Um, it, the dogs like company. They do. Oh, well, and I know there are, there are three other, four other people home right now. 
So oh, okay. not entirely yeah. sure why it's it's the this is it's the only place in the house they don't have access to, and that's really the problem. You know, yeah. they want down here because they can't get down here because the door is shut. Mm-hmm. Um, can't hear. It, they'd though. come down Surprise. here, they'd circle the room once, and then they'd leave. And that's leave. all they want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, there's some. Simple creatures. That's why Simple we love dogs. Man. You know, I do they, love them. I do love them. Oh. But that, I know there are three other people home, and they're whining and scratching the door up there, and it's uh, it's making it hard to concentrate. But uh, yeah, regardless, any hoozle, yeah, Laria doesn't have a long uh, a long life ahead of her. But you know, taking control of Dorn while she can, love that for her. Uh, yeah. But then we'll head to King's Landing, wherein. Cersei is sitting alone in her room when a servant enters and announces that a ship from Dorne has arrived. Yay! Ooh. Ooh. My daughter Ooh. and my husband, my, my boyfriend, my brother, my husband. Uh, and Cersei, Ooh. you know, she joyfully runs down to the harbor only to see a grim-faced Jamie alongside a shrouded, a shrouded body. And she very quickly understands that her daughter has died. And Lena Hetty, man. Hard to deny. Hard to deny. She's getting it from me. Um, I'm gonna spread the love a little bit just because I can. But uh, yeah, I like. But uh, wow. Um, whenever I first saw her smile, too. There's a ship coming in from Dorne, and she's she start like getting happy and excited. Mm. Like I'm like, oh no, just just making it worse, you know. And so that was already bad whenever she first breaks. But then the scene with when she's, I don't know where they are. Are they in the crypt, maybe? Or maybe just up in the Red Keep somewhere. It's just her and Jamie. Um, and she's talking, you know, giving that, that monologue of, of how she has to think of her mother's face, you know. Yeah, crumbling you know, that's, it. That's all I can think about. Now I have to think about Marcella's face doing the same. Jamie's like, uh, don't do that. And she's like, I have to. Yeah. Um, like that. Yeah, I, no, I and like, especially oh this is right off of her miles long walk through the streets of king's land like yeah she's gonna burn this whole bitch down you know and yep frankly can't blame her can't blame her for it one bit you know i mean and like jamie you know she's like yeah i mean i knew all of this was gonna happen though i heard it from a witch a witch another witch in this episode what's up with the witches what's up with the witches Um, but but uh, yeah, heard, heard it from a witch. Had to have three kids. They'd all die. Sorry, Jamie, didn't tell you that, but still wanted three kids. Thank you. Um, still had she'd... had three kids. First off, yeah, didn't st- just maybe keep going. You know, yeah, maybe try for a fourth. I don't know. Break the cycle early. Uh, don't let them <laughs> die first to figure out if it's gonna come true. Maybe. Maybe don't um, have a third, you know, like uh, so, something like that. Uh, yeah. And then what does she say about Jamie? About like, and then you came back and I told you something, blah, blah, blah. But you were right all along. What was he right about? Um, oh, that we just need each other. That I think yeah. that was right. I think it was like that we just need each other. And she, and he's like, fuck everybody who isn't us. You know, like that that whole thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be a romantic moment as well. But then it's like, fuck everyone. Fuck this prophecy. Oh, we only matter, you know, and it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, I would like this if it was, you know, not brother, sister, you know, if. And if also, it, if you didn't have one fucking kid left. They're just, 
they're just accepting Tommen is dead. Yeah, Tommen's, come to- Tommen's still around, guys. Tommen's, Tommen's as good as dead. He just, I mean, we don't even, he's the current king. We don't see him ever. No. We don't see him ever. Bro's having a rough time. He's the Bro's king. having a rough go of it. His wife in prison. His mother was in prison. Now returns, oh, your sister's dead. Was beating the streets of King's Landing and stuff. Fucking horrendous. Fucking horrendous. But all the while, Marjorie is still imprisoned by the Faith and the High Sparrow comes to visit her. She Mm -hmm. asks about Loras, but the High Sparrow says that she has to confess first. And when she admits that nobody is without sin, he tells her that she is on the right path, but still has a long way to go. And that is an ominous note coming off of the last episode. You know, you're on the right path, but you still have a long way to go. Like, we're probably going to make you march through the streets naked and all that shit, too. So, you know, you got that to worry about. Uh, Damn. But uh, and what did Marjorie do? Just lie about. Yep, that's all. Wow. So what would that be? That'd probably be her. I mean, if Cersei just has to do a walk of atonement for fucking a cousin i'd say just lying about loris like probably pretty minimal in comparison like i guess but her confessing automatically dooms loris though right yeah like yeah no i did lie to cover it up yeah she's really just trying to protect loris as much as she can yeah Yeah. but what they're not going to tell her is if loris has already confessed yeah, they have no idea. Oh, how's my brother doing? Oh, uh, well, not my place to tell. Sorry. Uh, yep. Well, it kind of is, actually. Uh, actually, you're the only person here who fucking knows, guy. Uh, yeah. uh, kind of literally your place to tell. But that's, you know, he runs it how he wants to run it. Dude is yeah. on a power trip, dog. He got, dude is on a rise. Bro's um, feeling it. Bro is feeling it. Uh. But yeah, that's all happening, and all the while on Prince Tristane's ship, Obara and Nymeria arrive. They're like, yo, what's up, man? We're gonna kill you. And uh, Tristane's like, hey, man, I don't want to fight. Y'all are my cousins. I love y'all. This ain't this ain't it. You know, we can we can work this out. And they're like, no, you don't understand. We're we're going to kill you. Uh, but what uh, do you want to fight me or do you want to fight her? We can fight any any way you want. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'll. I'll fight you, Nymeria. That seems like a good idea. And they go face to face. He very, very astonishingly stupidly turns his back on one of them and With uh, the gets way impaled. Worst weapon as well. You know, yeah. like, uh, Nymeria just had a whip. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd take out the spear first if it were me. Uh, I'd want to. I'd want to take that weapon out. I think first. his main problem is that he thought there would be any sort of honor in this system. Um, uh, so, like the easy kill first, and then we'll go for the. Yeah, he's the like, all right, well, you have a whip. I'll fight you. You know, like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But what he enough. certainly didn't expect is that his face would explode via a spear through the back hmm. of the head. Oh yeah. Um, and then I love I love Nymeria looking looking at Obara and going, "You bitch." You, you greedy, greedy bitch. Bitch. 
I wanted to be able to say I killed Prince Tristane. You know, like is that the? I Greek wanted to like, kill our cousin. Come on, bull! This is, this sucks. My life sucks. Thanks for ruining my day. Damn but, man. Yeah. Nice. I, that's why I didn't really remember a bunch of Tristane. Is uh. No, yeah, I remember. I was like, he probably dies. I assume, but I can't believe I didn't remember this one. While painting. Marcella's eyeball rock things. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Honoring like their tradition. I don't maybe that's maybe that's a uh seven. Maybe that is just all of Westeros. I don't know yeah. what the Dornish religion True. they've got going on, you know. True. But still a sweet moment, you know. Seeing oh, them just still. Him and I'm like, oh, what a guy. It's intimate, oh. you know, like mm-hmm. that was his betrothed. That was the he was in love with that girl, you know, and his aunt kills her. Yeah. Fucked, man. Fucking King's Fucked. Landing. Or on the way. Dude didn't even get to King's Landing. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but my episode was dominated by the wall. My favorites. You know, I had a... Uh, Fair enough. Pretty much, actually, all four of the categories are at the wall for me. Um, well, it's much deserving. In... Yeah, I didn't give any to the wall, but they... it it. It is a good enough section to get the clean sweep. Uh, yeah, so well, I'm glad I'm glad one of us. The very first scene of this episode, where we kick it off, is my favorite scene of the episode. The camera work and everything that happens and the tension that's built and the, the harrowing realization of what's happened is mm. easily my favorite, maybe one of my favorite parts of this show ever. Just the, the long, the long camera shot of them coming over the wall at Castle Black and then showing overhead him dead in the corner and you hear ghosts just scratching against the wall and howling and Davos is like, well, that's weird. Maybe I ought to go check on that. Um, and then he finds John dead in the corner with the traitor sign there. And, uh, that's just before Ed and some other brothers arrive and they take the body inside where Ed clears a table and angrily curses Thorn. after closing John's eyes. They, they examine his wounds and everything and they're, very quick to realize that this is, yeah, he's he's fucking dead. And, uh, you know, Davos asks if Ed trusts any of his brothers, and he replies, he replies the ones in this room. And mm. Davos is like, uh, we'll go bring Ghost in. You know, we need all the help we can get. And uh, Melisandre then arrives, stating she saw John in the flames fighting in Winterfell. This doesn't make any sense. And Davos and the Black Brothers, well, Davos, you know, Davos is my character also for the episode, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, oh, yeah. And him being like, well, I don't know any about any, uh, you know, visions in the flames or, you know, your fire god or whatever, but, uh, that guy's dead. Um, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. this just, this just shakes her faith further, you know? She's like, struck. she thought, like, yeah. I mean, she is, she is question, like, I was wondering how the transition. That Melisandre has between like Stannis to John, um, and like it, this makes sense. Like I mean, she was like so invested in Stannis. I mean, it was it was her whole belief. It's what mm-hmm. she was preaching to other people. You know, like it was her whole life, and then it, it fell apart very quickly. And and she's like, well, bye. And then and then the only other option I had was Jon Snow seen fought in Winterfell now dead like she's like i mean yeah she's 
she's in total like disarray mm. right now. It makes like it may I, I don't know why I've never thought about it before. Um No, oh, yeah, she's having a full crisis of faith at mm-hmm. this moment. And it's not until she does revive Jon Snow that she's like, "Oh, I still got it like that." You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I brought him back. Oh, he will fight at Winterfell. You know okay. what? Yeah, Maybe like, I'm okay. Maybe I'm all right. But uh yeah, uh next up we see Alistair Thorne, Awful Yarwick, and Bowen Marsh, who last episode I was like, I don't even know who the fuck Bowen Marsh is, and apparently like in the books he kills John. Like he's the first one to strike a blow. Um mm. and then he was like, Yeah, me and Bowen Marsh, we made the choice, and I was like, Oh, okay. Because literally last episode I said something about how I had no idea who the fuck Bowen Marsh was. Um Wow. Um in season one, Maester Eamon orders Pip to report to Bowen Marsh in the kitchens. He's just mentioned by Maester Eamon in season one. Um, and then season five, yeah, he, uh, present when Mance Raiders executed. He's the first steward. Um, ah, okay. So that's. that's so while who... Alistair was the first ranger, he's the first steward. I see. Mm hmm. But uh, yes. I went with Owen Teal as Alistair Thorne for the performance in this episode as well. I thought that he did a really good job, and I just wanted to give him some love before he went because mm. dude's an incredible actor, and he's yeah. so very, very good. And I love, like, I love this performance, him being like, yeah, we did what we did, you know? Yeah. We all know why we're here. You know, like, yeah. everyone shut up. We all know. We like, all know why we're here. John you know, is, yeah. Jon Snow is dead. And we killed him. We fucking did it. And like, and he's like, and we, I made the decision with, you know, ratting off his boys. And then like, his boys were kind of like, hey, yo, like, I mean, like, chill. Like, I don't know. Like, you, you could have just taken that one, you know, I don't know. Right. Like, like, one guy kind of looked at him like, hey, like, whatever. Like, yeah, I I guess I put a knife in, in Jon Snow, but like. Keep that on the down, you know. Yeah, that, shit. Bro. That is, and I love the like complete discord the castle had fallen into. Like in that, in that room, you hear all the warring screams and the yelling, where it's like he was our Lord Commander, and then mm-hmm. someone's like he was gonna kill us all, you know, like that that whole yep. shit. And then everyone eventually comes around on Alistair's side. They're like, you know what? Yeah, maybe you had a fucking point, bro. All right, it's done. What are we gonna do now? Uh, mm. most the, of them come to side with him, but uh, oh, this little you know, he's this decision was going to kill us. You know, maybe he's he in his heart he was right, but it, it's eventually going to get us killed. And you know, the, the, we let the wildlings across the wall in the same lands where they pillaged and raped. And then I love right when it goes to pillage and rape and ransacking a village. Cut to Ollie. Show Ollie just for that little second, little segment of remembering about a kid getting his whole village wiped out. And usually, you know, usually that's to like show or sympathy and to make you feel bad. But for me, it reminded me that Ollie has some, some, a really bad traumatic experience. And that excites me. I can't wait. Like that, that makes me feel good. You're like, good. Yeah. Yeah, Like, remember that guy threatening to eat your mom? Yeah, that that happened to you, Ollie. Remember that happened to you and John just made peace with those people. It was and preemptive karma. Yeah, I mean, 
I can't wait, dude. I love that John just comes back because, like, I guess Alistair does admit to it and he does name drop the people, but like, John could just come back and be like, I know who put a knife in me. Like, mm-hmm. you're getting the rope. Like, see yeah. you later. I don't care if you're 10 years old, Ollie. Like, I wonder how, like, uh. This actor clearly hit puberty between seasons, by the way. Yeah. Um. Would have been. I wonder how old he is, like, in the books. Um. If they. Yeah, even, I'm not sure. If, 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 well, I guess in the books, he wouldn't come back and kill him, huh? But Ollie would still be in there, maybe, or an, an Ollie type character, probably yeah, an Ollie type beat. Um, um, but yeah, back inside the room, Davos notes that Thorne is sure to have made his move by now, and in response, Ed states that he doesn't care because John was his friend and they butchered him. And he's like, "Let's go and fucking do this thing, guys." And Davos is like, "Hey, we ain't got to do all that, you know. We're hopelessly outnumbered." And then Ed delivers my favorite line of the episode, where he says, "Uh." <laughs> oh what's the what's the mm. word for word here uh if you were planning on seeing tomorrow you picked the wrong room we all die today you know like ed's like i'm gonna go out fucking swinging for what they did to my boy john here okay yeah. i fucking loved that line and davos Man. the reason he's my favorite character is because he's like hold on a fucking second guys like the few of you are not the only people who yep. owe john snow your lives mm-hmm and Ed like, looks around the room. They all look around the room, and he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah." Uh, they're like, oh, and all yeah, of a sudden, even Ed, who was like, "I'll never forget what they did to Gren and Pip," you know, like those were my boys. I can't forget that. And he's like, "I don't expect you to." This is even. This is worse. You know, at least, at least they were sworn enemies. Mm. This man was their Lord Commander. This is yeah. a mutiny. And you know what? I'd rather be on their side than with you motherfuckers. And that's dope. That's so dope. Ride uh, or die. I mean, yeah, was, literally. Those guys were ready as well. They all had their swords drawn. They were ready, dude. Oh, and mm-hmm. when Melisandre knocked on the door, all of them, it's stink. Even you know, Davos. Even Davos yeah. has got it like that. You know, like Davos mm-hmm. didn't know this guy long. He's just, he, he basically is an acquaintance of Jon Snow's at this point. And he's still like, oh, this guy was the most trustworthy motherfucker here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so Davos was an easy character nod for me because he's like, go ahead and go get the fucking wildlings. Bring them back here. Uh, cause we got some shit to do. Um, uh, and Ed instructs them to bar the door and not let anyone in while he sneaks out to get help. Mm. And, uh, and then Thorne and other senior members of the Night's Watch approach the room. And with additional members in tow, their barren arms, Thorne speaks to Davos through the locked door and promises full amnesty for the members of the Watch, you know? He's like, how about a fresh horse, uh, you know, passage south and, you know, maybe some food and stuff? Uh, you know, maybe maybe I can get some mutton, Davos says. I'll need some if I'm going to make a, a ride. I'm a hunting man, you know, I need, I yeah. need some food if I want to make it. And Thorne's like, way. yeah, fucking fine. Sure, man, whatever you want. Sure, we're going to kill you um, anyways, you know, it's... Uh, you surrender by sundown and you're good. Why am I alone? You know, why, why is every villain got to give a 24 hours? You have 24 hours to get me what I want or else like, (laughs) okay, whatever. Why not just be like, Hey, we have you surrounded with swords. We're coming in or you're literally have no choice. Like make the decision now. 
It's okay. It's television. I understand. It is. Uh, but, you know, Alistair Thorne may be going to show why he might not be the best Lord Commander. Um, True indeed. So. True indeed. But then, alone in a room, Melisandre appears crestfallen, looking as if she has been betrayed and led astray by the Lord of Light, and there are various containers and vials upon her table and next to her bed. Among them, the small ones with potions and other liquids and a mirror. She unbuttons the front of her dress, showing a beautiful, beautiful young body. Mm. She then removes the dress completely and stands nude before the mirror. And when she removes her large necklace, the gem loses its glow. And in the mirror, Melisandre's reflection shows that she has transformed or morphed back to the 400 years old woman she has been said to be. A frail old woman with sagging breasts, leathery skin, and thin, wispy white hair. Fully nude, with her head bowed down, she slowly climbs into bed and pulls the fur blanket atop her. Game of Thrones equivalent of Snoke. Um, She saw the rise and fall. She's been a... Wait. She would have been alive during House of the Dragon, dude. She's rumored to be 400 years old. That's like the... The Red Woman, she, like, that's the stories they tell about her. I'm pretty sure canonically she's, like, 200 years old, which means uh, she still would be alive around the time of House of the Dragon. Uh, like 150 years or something like that? Yeah, Before. 170. Oh, okay. Something like that. Hmm. Uh, I cool. remember when we were watching House of the Dragon, that was, like, our main speculation was, like, uh, I mean, if there's anybody from Game of Thrones who could show up, it's the Red Woman. She's the only possibility. Uh, this is true. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah this, that concludes uh, the episode and a, uh, a quite strong season premiere. Yeah, got the episode title as well, this moment right here. Uh, it's pretty fucking memorable. It's so memorable that it always shocks me that it's as late in the show as it is. Like for some reason, I when I was watching rewatching this the first couple times, I always thought, like, when's that gonna fucking happen? It's just, it sure as shit sticks with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you remember. I mean, you remember. It's like, yeah, one little necklace, uh, you know, take that thing off. That's a whole different ball game. Like. There's some really nasty questions you can ask, too. And it's, like, all the people that she's, like, you know, swooned and, like, seduced and stuff. Like, they're actually, like, it's is it a visual thing or is it, like, a complete total body, you know, manipulation? Like, whenever she's having sex, are you actually having ah, sex with a 400-year-old lady? Or... Whatever she actually is, uh, whenever she's magicked up, I don't know. Yeah, I see. I, I see. remember. I remember that being the talk at. I don't know the guy talk around that is like you know she was she's always one of the better looking ones in the show, and then is everyone's that, like, well, yeah. you gotta remember, you know, yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, I think we're we're looking at a full body tune up. Uh, Seems like it. Yeah, I d- I don't think. Uh, you know, it, it seems like, you know, if you're tightening skin and everything, you know, it's it's fair enough. <laughs> you know, not fair. not a lot of wrinkles there for Carice yeah. Van Houten. She's a very, very lovely woman. Um yeah. gotta imagine. Gotta imagine she's she's keeping it she's keeping it up. Uh but uh yeah, no, I uh I love I love I've always loved this moment. And I can't wait for a time whenever I can feel comfortable in giving 
this character and this actress a nod because they're just there's just always been something else. But goddamn, is she a great character mm. and a great performer? And I cannot wait. I in fact, next episode we might be in for something there. You know, that might be that Those might be the resurrect time. The man, yeah, you know? yeah. Without her, I mean. This goes a lot differently, so it's very true. But uh, very possible. That's that's a good prediction for next yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, that that concluded this one. And uh, where are we where are we sitting on it? I I think it's a strong season premiere. Probably not my favorite yet, like as far as premieres are concerned. But certainly not my least favorite. It's a it's dandy. You know, it's a goodie. Got the ball yeah. rolling well. Yeah, I think you know. Let's see. Uh, uh, Last premiere we gave an eight point five. Um, that was the wars to come. Uh, before that, a nine two five, two swords, and eight seven five for other premieres. I mean, I think I think I'm up up close to the. If it's not a nine, it's like an eight seven five. But I think um, I think I'm pro. I, I could probably go about an a a nine. That would be Dance of Dragons. Uh, we just had that and the gift. Does does that stack up? I go eight seven five. It's happy, you know, like you you know you you do get Sansa safe and stuff, and that's really mm-hmm. nice. But beyond that, it is mostly just laying seeds, barely pushing the story forward. Um, so I think eight seven five is fair. Okay, I like that. And then, good old critical section. Um, you know, no. no no beautiful shots uh like yeah i would it's funny because jeremy Podesta was something we admired him for in season five was a keen visual sense and while this is obviously not a bad looking episode i just think there have been a lot of better looking episodes Mm -hmm. but i thought the acting was fine you know but i did go with owen teal and while he did fine i didn't think that the reason I went with him is because nobody else stood out in any capacity to me besides maybe Lena Hetty, which is mm-hmm. just par for the fucking course at this point. Yeah, um, it's kind of expected. It's yeah, she's got 15, by the way. First first one to reach a 15 mark in either character or performance. So, And she'll just really, keep going. Yeah, um, really dominating this shit. Yeah, um, yeah man, Let's I don't see. know. I think... Uh, maybe eight, another... Yeah. Eight five maybe, okay. That put it. Let's see the last eight five we've given. That would put it the lowest. That put it below everything in season five. Um, the lowest we gave it was an eight seven five, and then we gave a couple sevens and an eight two five in season three, four. Um, so. I think the the main thing for this is that it's just kind of uh it's just kind of unremarkable like it's not that yeah. it's bad it's just that it's just an ep- it's just some episode and it doesn't feel like it has the weight a premiere should it doesn't pack the punch it should uh mm-hmm. but it's it does a good enough job to where i mean 85 is still fucking dandy you know and, that's a good score oh, so yeah. like uh oh yeah that Rounds it out to an eight five eight, so an eight six, uh, which puts it around the season premiere of uh, right. season five, um, a little bit below the season premiere of of, of season four. Uh, but okay, I think yeah, eight and a half, a little eight six. I think huh. that that makes sense. 
Um, see what the good old IMDb had to say M-D-B- about it. I eight four. All right, Imdb would say. So Imdb. I think. Yeah, we're right there with it. We're right there with it. But uh, yeah, I think it's a strong place to start the season. But it's not. Uh, it's not the best episode of Thrones ever. But it's it's a goodie. It's good enough. You know. Is that international movie database? Yeah. Wow that that just happened for the first time for me in my life. Uh, uh, that's it. Uh, I I don't know. It's not nothing. Nothing more. But wow, that, I just put that together for the first time. Right there. Okay. It's actually kind of funny. I've been uh, reading that Scorsese book, and Ebert points to the international movie database on multiple times. Uh, wow. But I don't think I've ever thought of that as being what IMDb is either. Um, but as soon as you said it, I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely what it is." There's, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, it just made it just just kind of clicked. Wow. I've ne- I've just known it as four random letters. Yeah, I mean, like, of course it stands for something, but yeah. couldn't have convinced me of that until two <laughs> seconds ago. So, uh, I am to be, I don't fucking know, man. It's, it's I am to be, uh, but, uh, regardless, yeah, there, there you have it, folks. The premiere of season six, and we've only got goodies to come for you. Uh, including next week, we continue season six with season six, episode two, where we greet the return of one of our favorites which I am so very excited for. One of the better cliffhangers, maybe the best cliffhanger of the entire show um, mm. with that last scene there. But uh, yeah, I mm. can't wait for that. Uh, but in the meantime, this week we are continuing our David Fincher spotlight with uh, the social network this Wednesday. We did fight club last week. We do his new movie, the killer next week. But this week, we're going to meet in the middle there with the social network, and I'm so very excited for that. And then this Friday, we also continue our comic book movie journey through film. And I believe this week is The Dark Knight, where we will be joined by Claire DeGenero, and I'm so very excited. We're actually recording that today, by the way. Recording that today at 11. Uh, Oh, yeah. But yeah, that'll that'll be a fun one. Uh can't wait to have her back it's been a little bit and uh it, it'll be it'll be nice to have her back on but uh yeah with that if you would head to patreon.com slash penny where you find over 50 hours of exclusive content and all sorts of book reviews movie reviews comic book reviews and the like for three dollars a month you can support this podcast financially which is huge because it costs me money and i don't make any off of it unless it's over there Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening. It's been a huge, huge, huge year for us, and it's been so very, very awesome to see those dividends being paid for us. Put a lot of work in, and we're going to keep doing it no matter how many people are listening. But it's nice to know people are listening. Uh, yeah. Uh, remember to stand in solidarity. With SAG after as they continue their struggle against the studios. Uh, they deserve everything they're asking for and more, in fact. Uh, and I don't think it's that difficult of a discussion. So, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And if you were planning on seeing tomorrow, You picked the wrong room. We all die today.